Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, cell therapy acquisition, royalties sold, biobucks deal, successful raise, and Chinese venture capital. The views expressed on Life Science Today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Vertex, made famous through the cystic fibrosis therapeutic sold as Trikafta, has announced plans to move into diabetes with the $320 million cash acquisition of Viacite. Vertex's current developmental portfolio includes later stage collaborations with CRISPR therapeutics for beta thalassemia and sickle cell disease. Viacite will be fully acquired in a cash deal. The key therapeutic asset is a treatment for type 1 diabetes using cell therapy to deliver insulin-producing islet cells to a patient. A phase 1 study showed proof of concept and Vertex will be looking to move the product forward. But there's more to the deal than that. Vertex already shares co-development deals, as mentioned above, with CRISPR Therapeutics, and Viacite is engaged in co-work with the same organizations. So there are some obvious organizational synergies here. Behind the core therapies, there are key developmental biology processes, like directed stem cell differentiation. It's a bit more than we cover on this show to get into the details here, but the precise order of events required to drive a multipotent stem cell into a given therapeutically relevant cell type and then do this repeatedly, reliably, and at scale requires significant basic science insights. Viacite has done this work for islet cells and they also have their own stable stem cell line. These fundamental cell engineering assets are potentially very valuable for a sustainable long-term cell therapy model. Vertex has got a long way to go to move a range of assets and developmental potential into a fully-fledged approved therapeutic, but they seem to be maintaining the long view as they build out their pipeline. Mechanisms of cash generation continue to be iterated across the biopharma space. Theravance and Innovia have sold their 85% and 15% respectively stake in the COPD and asthma medication trilogy to Royalty Pharma for $1.31 billion up front and $300 million in milestones. The inhaler combination medication sold by GSK brought in $1.5 billion in sales in 2022, and the royalty stream from the drug-device combo are likely to continue forward. Theravance plans to leverage the cash infused to pay off their debts, return cash to investors, and then sit with a respectable $430 million in the bank. While seemingly good news, Theravance has faced challenging times, with the failure last year of their Phase 2 COVID-19 treatment, a Phase 2 ulcerative colitis treatment, and, critically, their Phase 3 cardiac therapeutic. Probably the best analogy right now is that of a failing farm that sells off some of the land for cash with the hope for a bumper crop from their now smaller plot of land in the future. It's also worth noting that Theravance cut something like 75% of their workforce last year, and with a leaner pipeline, their burn rate should be down to a manageable runway for future asset development. 
In a $290 million deal, Merck, MSD outside the U.S., has licensed for co-development and co-commercialization Orion's oncology therapeutic ODM-208. The oral non-steroidal CYP11A1 inhibitor is currently in phase two trials for metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer, MCRPC. These forms of prostate cancer continue even when the body has very low levels of testosterone and impact 10 to 20% of prostate cancer patients. The companies have the option down the line to convert the deal from a co-development and co-commercialization into an exclusive license for Merck. While the milestones were not disclosed within the press release, this holds the basic structure of a typical BioBucks deal. So, I guess BioBucks are not dead in 2022. Plant Therapeutics managed to defy the odds and raise $200 million in an oversubscribed common stock offering. Shares had fallen steadily since last year and were sitting below $9 till the offering opened at $18.50 when they rose to over $20 per share on Monday. The ability to raise capital like this to advance their developmental pipeline in this bearish market is relatively surprising to me. It's basically a direct offer of common stock at double the trading value on a pipeline that's no more notably strong or weak than numerous other organizations. Pliant has reasonable early phase two data on their oral fibrosis therapeutic, and these funds will continue to advance that pipeline. The Chinese tech and healthcare venture capital organization Qiming has raised $3.2 billion in an oversubscribed Series 8. This brings the total amount of funds raised to $9.4 billion across all funds. This latest investment should seed further technology as well as health-related companies in China. While much of this fund may be directed at broader tech investment, I expect more digital health and consumer health for the life sciences investments than any heavy biotech investment. However, it's good to note there's likely to continue to be some capital investment in China as they look to reposition in this evolving global market. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more on lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week. Thank you.